a huge welcome to Samantha Mobley um, from Frozen Soul. I'm I'm so excited. I love getting female metal musicians on here as guests. So I'm I'm really happy that you could join me today. So thank you very much. Oh uh, yeah, thanks for having me. For people who might not know who you are, unlikely. But could you just introduce yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Hello, my name is Samantha Mobley. I am the bass player for the death metal band Frozen Soul. And I'm also a tattoo artist, and I own my own studio called Heavy Metal Tattoo out in Fort Worth, Texas. So I play bass and I do tattoos. What a life. That sounds great. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. What, what I like to do with my guests is just talk about, because I think metal affects us all very individually. We have all our own sort of journey into how we found metal. How did you get into metal? And then it's extreme metal. What was your journey into that? Oh, um, well, I wasn't initially like, it wasn't readily available to me as like a younger person. Um, I kind of just stumbled upon it. And um, I don't know how old you are, but back in the day, um, there was torrenting services. So I would like download music and all this other stuff. And I like accidentally downloaded um, like some Slayer stuff. And uh, yeah, before that I listened to like Kitty and Corn and, you know, System of a Down and stuff like that. But as soon as I heard Slayer, um, I was like, whoa, this is the shit. Yeah. So it kind of sent me on this like little rabbit hole. Um, and I just started listening to heavier and heavier, heavier music. And uh, eventually I kind of came across like Dying Fetus and Cannibal Corpse and stuff like that. And I was probably at, like around 14 or 15. Um, and I like, I was like, it doesn't get any heavier than this. And uh, that kind of sent me down the trajectory of, you know, death metal stuff after that. But, you know, before that it was like, you know, I'd hear Metallica on the radio or Pantera because they're from here. Uh, Pantera is and um you know, just kind of would listen to that passively. I liked it, but, you know, um, I, I wanted something heavier. So I kind of just naturally gravitated towards um, like death metal and, and black metal and stuff. So, yeah. Awesome. So I'm, I'm 31. I don't know. I can't remember how old you are. I am really weird about this, but I am in my thirties. I will say that. Okay. So yeah, I get, growing up with the torrenting and like I get it I've burning CDs all that kind of shit um yeah so I had a similar sort of journey and I I was 13 and before that I sort of heard like Linkin Park Metallica Corn, Slipknot and then I heard Devil Driver one day and I, it made me realize oh it, it can be heavier than like new metal and thrash metal yeah um, and yeah because new metal was super big when I was like you know fifth sixth seventh mm. grade it was like that's when it came about so it was just kind of like what was easily accessible and I mean it was something that all my friends listened to so I was just kind of like yeah it's all right but I want something like heavier you know yeah. so I understand completely so absolutely so what are your go-to bands like your favorite bands um my favorite bands um I think it really depends on my mood uh honestly so uh Dying Fetus has been a staple of mine since like I said I was 14 uh I love Cannibal Corpse um 
Pantera is always fun. Like when you're partying, they're kind of like a party band and hometown heroes or whatever. Um, I also like Drab Majesty a lot. That's a band I play a lot when I'm on tour because it's kind of calming mm-hmm. for me with everything going on. Um, and like Typo Negative, I like Nine Inch Nails, Depeche Mode. Um, I listen to a lot of non-death metal and metal stuff too, but um, those are pretty much it, like the super go-tos for me for the most part. So yeah, I always circle back around at some point to those. Um, also True Widow is another one, um, another band from Texas that I really enjoy a lot. So listen to them a lot. There's some good picks. And Depeche Mode. I love Depeche Mode. They're really, oh, yeah. They're great. Yeah. You mentioned going on tour. Now, I asked this to the musicians I have as guests because I hear a lot of stories from, like, touring and, like, it gets crazy. But what are your best and worst parts of touring, like, for you? I think the best parts for me are getting to meet new people, um, see the world. You know, I went to Europe twice last year and I'm about to go next month again. Um, uh, just interacting with people all over the world and seeing different, you know, sites, trying new food, seeing like, I got to go see the catacombs and stuff like that. Um, and I got to go to uh, Stonehenge last year. That was really neat. Uh, just stuff I would never normally get to do if I wasn't, you know, in a touring band. Hmm. Um, I'd say some of the worst aspects of it are, you know, I was gone over six months last year, so I miss birthdays, special events, holidays, you know, family stuff. Um, you know, I'm away from my dog. It's really uncomfortable for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think enough people talk about that and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about it because I'm grateful for everything, you know, but it, it gets very taxing, especially towards the end of tour. Yeah. Um, so when people are trying to interact with me and I'm just running on fumes, I may cr- come across as like a bitch or something, but I'm, I'm really not. I'm just exhausted. Cause it's like, it's so go, 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 go. And, um, you know, that's part of it that I, that is one of the most difficult parts for me is, uh, you know, if we got to be somewhere, at, you know, for load in at noon or one, sometimes that means an eight hour drive, you know, in the morning. Wow. And sometimes you don't get like, especially headlining, you don't get even get out of the venue till 12 or 1am. So, you, you know, by the time you get to a hotel, you're only getting a few hours of sleep and then you got to wake up and do it all over again. And so, um, that starts to get taxing, especially on like six week long tours, seven week long tours. Um, but for the most part, it's super enjoyable for me. Um, it's just kind of, if you don't like super fast paced stuff, um, it's probably not for you, you know, it's not for a lot of people, but, uh, I, the, the pros outweigh the cons for me. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's the main con. And like, if you get sick, you know, that's, oh yeah. You just got to deal with it. I got injured twice last year on one tour and had to perform with a boot on and a broken rib. And that was really unpleasant for the remainder of the tour. Um, I was in a lot of pain. Wow. So That's insane. Good yeah, on you. Yeah, that was though. not very fun. Well done. 
that's amazing thanks <laughs> wow but I was all healed up by the time we went to Europe for the summer festivals but um thank god but that was that was a really brutal like three or four weeks for me it was just my ankle was so messed up and it was really painful but um yeah the pros outweigh everything and having these experiences I get to take away you know and keep mm -hmm. with me are worth all that other bullshit so yeah. more than that so yeah is there a band that you would love Frozen Soul to tour with that you haven't toured with yet oh boy um I mean if I had the option to, I mean, Bolt Thrower would be number one, but they're not a band anymore. Um, I would love to tour with like Health. Um, they mm -hmm. we played with them um, in Europe over the summer, and they were super fun. Um, their live show—that was my first time seeing them too uh, live, and they were great. Um, I could watch that every night, I think. And um, I don't know. I kind of enjoy. Um, I mean, I love death metal and everything, but I kind of enjoy the non-death metal people that hop on bills and stuff because they, mm -hmm. you know, bring different people and a different kind of vibe. Um, so, like, playing with, like, Converge, that was cool. Um, that would be cool to do a tour with them at some point. Um, I'd like to tour with Lamb of God. They seemed pretty nice when we played with them. Um I'm trying to think of people we haven't played with because we've played with a lot of people this past year. Um, <laughs> really, I mean, I've toured with most of the people that, you know, I would want to play with. <laughs> so it's like, that's amazing. Or, you know, that's great. Yeah, it's been, it's been sick. And we have a really big tour coming up with, you know, Cannibal Court. So it's like, and Obituary and Amon Amar. So it's like all these people that, I've looked up to over the years and it's like oh and we're touring with them that's so sick um yeah so I probably probably health is the one that immediately comes to mind uh yeah. or nine inch nails or something because they're so active but yeah. awesome yeah I will I'm gonna come see you guys on your European tour hell yeah which which show are you coming out to Copenhagen oh sick hell yeah it's gonna yeah. be sick yeah it's a really cute it's a really um it's a really small venue, but it's like laid out really well. Like it's a really oh, cool. nice. Uh, they've got like an outdoors area, and like a beer garden, and then like a, a the stage, and it's really intimate. Um, yeah, it's a really cool venue. Nice. That'll be fun. I love yeah. beer gardens. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah, and we're in Scandinavia, so you can still smoke. So there's like an out outside like vaping smoking area where you oh, don't get awesome. judged. Not that I smoke, but I know a lot of people that do. So, uh, yeah, it's a great nice. one. Sweet. Yeah. So I wanted to just go over your experience of being a woman in the metal industry. Um, it is obviously a very male-dominated space. You've, you know, sometimes I've heard some horrible stories from women in the scene. I've also heard some really positive stories, you know, where it's just like one big family and like having brothers. And I'd I'd love to hear your positive negative whatever experiences that you're happy to share well for the most part for me um my experiences have been pretty positive um you know we're kind of a quote-unquote newer band we've only 
you know, our demo came out in 2019. Mm -hmm. So, you know, four years with this kind of trajectory, it's been a lot to kind of take in for me personally. And um, so I can only base this on the last couple of years really of touring because we missed out on a year and a half of touring also because of COVID. But um, I mean, for the most part, um, people have been super kind to me, very accepting of me. Um, fans have been phenomenal. Um, you know, everybody for the most part has been really um, respectful and um, really kind. And it, and it does give me a sense of community because sometimes I get really down about, you know, the state of the world and you know, I'm in America and there's just a lot of bullshit going on all the time. And, uh, you know, sometimes it gets a little overwhelming for me. And so it's nice to find a community of people that you can, um, connect with no matter where you go. And that's been like one of the best parts for me. Cause I'm pretty, I'm pretty antisocial and introverted for the most part, you know? Um, so it's nice finding those human connections uh wherever i go that being said you know when you're playing um people are drinking and um you know sometimes people are on drugs or people are you know not right in the head sometimes um and i've had some interactions with some people that have been uh less than savory for me um that i don't think would have ever happened if i was you know a dude so, you know, um, I just kind of have to learn from those and I have, um, you know, there's just, there's been some times where like men will cross boundaries with me, um, like, like trying to kiss me or they have kissed me like on the mouth or like one, um, playfully choked me. And that was like, not for a picture. And that was like, not okay with me um like stuff like that and it kind of makes me yeah it was really strange and I like got in this fight or flight mode and I was like Mm. why would you do that like you know because people will be like oh can you do you know this or can you hold up that in the picture and I'll be like yeah sure and Mm. you know do whatever so he like jokingly was like hey can you like pretend to choke me out and I was like sure and I just like gently you know I was around his neck I wasn't even Mm. holding him I don't think and then he goes okay now my turn and then he just like grabs my neck and I was like hello (laughs) oh my god that's like immediately my mind reverts back to that instance and I was just like fuck no bro um just like a few out-of-pocket instances like that it's very very rare now um yeah but early on that was kind of like a weird thing um but everybody is really respectful for the most part and um yeah I think because I am kind of like an anomaly like you know a lot of there's not a lot of women in extreme music in general um it is getting better but it's nowhere near the same ratio as men uh so I think a lot of people I would hope have some respect for me and wouldn't pull that shit anymore you know so Mm. for the most part interactions are very pleasant when I'm on tour and interacting with people so I'm glad to hear that yeah I'm glad to hear that but oh god yeah that actually that's weird that is weird you wouldn't even do like that's not a normal thing to do to anyone 
yeah i don't really know why he felt like that was okay or if he just maybe was had too much to drink and didn't understand like that was inappropriate but regardless mm -hmm. you know it made me very uncomfortable um being in that situation and i just kind of went back to the green room and uh you know I doubt he's listening to this, but uh, it was just one of those things that's like super weird. And I have to be mindful of, of, um, of that when I'm on tour, just, you know, most of the time, and I, I'm not trying to sound any kind of way, but men are women's biggest predator. So it's like, you know, um, I just have to be careful of that kind of stuff. So hmm. um, I watch my drink. I don't take drinks from people. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just got to be careful, but I still have fun and I still party and stuff, but, uh, I just make sure I'm with, you know, my bandmates or close friends and stuff like that. So, yeah, but yeah, overall, my experience has been positive. I don't let a few turds, you know, fuck that up for me. So <laughs> good. I'm glad. Um, do you, you know, you mentioned uh, women in extreme music. Do you have any favorite female musicians in extreme metal or just in general, actually? Um, Erica, I think you pronounce her name Osterhout. Uh, Osterhout. Um, she is a bass player, is the bass player for Mortuous. And um, she is Paul's girlfriend from Blood Incantation. And she mm -hmm. is super talented, very pleasant, um, to be around, um, super nice. Uh, I just casually ran into her at cycle Las Vegas, um, in 2022. We didn't really meet cause we were both, I think just kind of fucked up or whatever, but we were just like, Hey, um, super nice. Um, and I appreciate everything that she does, you know, cause she plays in death metal bands too. Um, of course, Joe Bench from Bolt Thrower, uh, even though she's not active anymore, you know, is basically my hero. Mm. Um, and she kind of pioneered some of this stuff for everybody. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Her name is escaping me uh, right now, but uh, the singer of Brat, uh, she's fun. Mm -hmm. She is like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Brat, but they're from Louisiana. And uh, yes. yeah, she's like doing high kicks and all kinds of stuff and just having fun. Looks like she's having fun with it and being silly. And mm -hmm. uh, I can appreciate that. And um, that's really all I can think of right now. Um, yeah, you've named some. I mean, Joe Bench is a, she's a yeah. legend in her own. Absolutely. What has your favorite country been that you visited so far whilst touring? Mm. I really, really enjoy uh, Germany mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I don't know what it is about the people there, but they just love metal. Like they are oh, metal yeah. heads. They're fanatics. And that is so sick. Like they're, you know, when we played like, um, what was it party song over the summer you know we did a signing and stuff and like these people knew about my dog were asking me about my dog like they were like asking me like about my tattoo shop and you know speaking broken english and i'm just like that is so crazy to me that 
you know, we're halfway across the world and you're like asking me these questions and you know of this and uh, it's just so sick. And um, it seems like they're just like down for whatever kind of metal, like it doesn't really matter what the genre or subgenre is. They're just like mosh into it or having fun. And I really can appreciate that because so many people are like super pretentious about genres of metal um or gatekeepy or weird and mm -hmm. um it's just cool to see people kind of cutting loose and having fun um they love to drink and party which is nice and uh germany's just cool i really like germany um so i always yeah i always have a good time when we go over there i've had really nothing but good experiences for the most part um going over there so that's probably my favorite. I do know a lot of people like in the London area, um, I guess the United Kingdom. Um, so uh, it's nice seeing them and visiting with them and, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of their food, <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm from you know, the UK and I have yeah. to agree with that. It's not we're not famous for our cuisine that yeah. is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was kind of shocking the first time I went over there because like you know <laughs> when you travel that's part of the fun is trying new foods mm. and we were just all like what is oh. this <laughs> British food <laughs> uh, why do they put beans on everything why is there tomato on here like we were just it was so funny um but then we got used to it and we we're like okay we'll just bring hot sauce because we need like spice on our food. Yeah. Um, the beans thing I have to give you like I don't understand either. It's very weird. I was just like whatever like beans for breakfast okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go with it. Let's roll with it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah um, those are probably my two favorite countries mm -hmm. or places that I've visited um, so far. Have you guys played Scandinavia before? Oh, yeah, we've played uh, Denmark and we played Sweden, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Those are, it's very beautiful there. Yeah, it, um, it is beautiful. Yeah. The first time I went over there, though, it's like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to America or like visited over here, but I haven't. It's there. very, it's very overwhelming going to another place that you know you've only seen on tv so it was like you know the first time going over there not only was I on you know on a bus with 24 other men and most of whom I didn't know at all oh, um it was just like <laughs> yeah language barriers currency you know mm. gotta figure out currencies I don't know what's going on so a lot of this was really overwhelming the first time so I kind of had a hard time adjusting to that um because, you know, you're in a different spot every day. And so it changes every day. But the second time we went, I got to kind of chill a little bit because I knew what to expect. Um, but um, I think this next time around, I'm going to enjoy it even more because I, you know, fully have grasped everything and, you know, can chill a little bit more and kind of see some more stuff that's going on or whatever. But yeah. See, I think you know, you mentioned that you're quite introverted. Um, mm -hmm. Scandinavian people are very introverted just by nature. Yes. They love their extreme metal, but they don't show it like Germans do, for example. 
like they'll yes. mosh a little bit but it's very much they're just sort of enjoying the music itself um so yeah that's that's the one thing I noticed when I moved here um because in the UK it's not like that <laughs> um yeah the UK everybody goes nuts I mean one of our craziest shows was in London you know uh, it was super hot over this past summer but you know people were still moshing and you know having fun and everything I I believe it was um Paris I want to say we played in Paris and everybody just kind of was like standing there and I, like we were warned ahead of time that like they're like oh they don't really like mosh a lot yeah. and so like Switzerland and Paris and stuff and France um they all just kind of like were hanging out watching the show it wasn't like a interactive like stage diving type of scenario like we're used to so we were just like what are we doing wrong but <laughs> everybody like reassured us they're like that's just how it is here and yeah. um so that was kind of weird but um but yeah it's always you know for me when you're playing it's like you get what you give so if you're giving me a bunch of energy I'm going to give it back to you mm. but like it's kind of weird when everybody's just kind of standing there with their arms crossed just like staring at you and it's like is my shit on like can you hear me like what's going on bro um, so that was definitely interesting I have never experienced that before and so yeah. we were just flabbergasted at it after <laughs> after the show um but beautiful uh, you know Denmark was really pretty um Poland was really interesting I'd never been there um very modernized like mm. you know all we see is what's on the tv for america or you know social media and so sometimes it gets a little like skewed i think yeah uh, but yeah i mean i've enjoyed every time i've been over there even if you know weather is unfavorable or you know circumstances are unfavorable sometimes but mm -hmm. um yeah germany and uh all the British people have been really cool. So Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> we, we have our moments. We we can be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any problems with like, I know you mentioned language barrier, but like in the UK, obviously we speak English, but we have words that for the same things that you guys have, like you call trousers, pants and stuff. Like just because British people have a lot of slang. Has that ever yeah. been an issue? Or have you picked up any on your travels? I haven't really picked up any, but I always think it's so funny when, uh, I don't know, like, you know, there's all these memes. It's like, it's cheese day. <laughs> and like, you know, they just say stuff with yeah. like a certain inflection, I guess. Yeah. And, um, uh, I guess like cunt is a big thing. And like, you know, it means you're being a bitch or whatever over here or like it you know and so when you hear that it's still a very jarring word and you're just like oh yeah but there's like I guess a playful thing over there um yeah it it has a lot of different meanings it can mean vagina it can mean you're an idiot it can yeah. mean it's a, like a term of endearment if you're really close to someone you can call them a yeah. cunt and they're like oh I love you too it's yeah it's it's yeah, it's weird. That's an interesting. That's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. I can't really think of any more off the top of my head. But whenever I'm over there, I'm always like, "That's so funny." 
yeah. we had a uh, Polish driver on tour this past summer and he was saying some stuff and like we kind of picked it up on the tour and we were saying it but um mm -hmm. i think we were so dead by the end of that tour we kind of forgot everything so. <laughs> that's fair enough yeah i, I can't bit. imagine how physically draining touring must be um oh yeah there was no ac uh which oh when you're there in the like the first time we went over there in february last year it was like okay that's whatever because it's really cold so it's not mm -hmm. as jarring but the festivals this summer like um i guess it was a freak heat wave like in london and and stuff mm -hmm. like that and there's just no relief um anywhere so and even in our uh van that we were in there was no ac while the van was moving so like traveling we had no air conditioner at the venue mm. no air conditioner no fan there was like you know if you want an ice cold drink forget about it like it was just like so hot everywhere that's all I can remember from this summer and I think at a certain point it just kind of all made us a little bit crazy because we we're just like well <laughs> we can't go anywhere to get relief from this so it's just like you kind of have to deal with it but um the winter time, I think, is the move to, to mm. go to, you know, Europe because it's just cold. I can deal with the cold. I can't deal with the heat, even though I live in Texas. But um, um, I'm very much the same. Like here in yeah. Europe at the minute, it's well, in, in Scandinavia, it's sort of, oh, I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but it's just above freezing here. So it's cold. Ooh. It's very cold. Nice. It's yeah. like god i think it's 70 yeah it's 70 degrees and sunny right now mm -hmm. <laughs> in texas i have the door open in the back um wow yeah see i'm yeah. here in like four layers of clothing like <laughs> that's crazy yeah so but yeah i mean it's just with that it became a little bit more physically taxing on us towards the end of the tour um and you know access to showers is more difficult when we go over there so like you know I went to Vakken and was stepping in what I thought was mud but it's really just cow shit and I didn't shower for like two or three days after that because oh. I was just didn't have access and um yeah. you know it, you just have to kind of get over it and but at a certain point like really the sleep deprivation is what kind of gets you um, especially with the time change and mm. stuff like that. Cause we basically like lose a day, you know, when we go over there. So we're tired off the rip yeah. landing. Um, so it's like, it takes a minute to get adjusted to it. I mean, we're going to be over there for about four weeks. So that'll be like the longest that we've been over there, I think. And, mm -hmm. um, I think it's, it's going to be good. So bring warm clothes. <laughs> Oh, I will. I've got, I'm, I've actually started packing already. So awesome. I try to pack a couple weeks ahead of time and get prepared. It's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. So cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what merch you guys are bringing with you. Cause I haven't got any frozen soul merch and that is something I'm not happy with. So I will be buying some stuff at the show. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I think we're actually, I have rehearsals later. Um, and that'll be our first time collectively getting back together since we've been back home, I think. Um, so we're going to discuss like a bunch of stuff and all the merch that's going to be over there. Cause I, I honestly don't even know what we're bringing yet. So um, I'm sure it'll be 
badass though. <laughs> I love your merch designs. I all I I follow on Instagram and everything. Like every time you post something new, I'm like, oh god, like it's so good. Oh, yeah. But it's just the shipping over here is mad. Like that's not your guys' fault, obviously. But oh, so I'm really like, I as soon as I saw you were coming <clears throat> to Denmark, I was like, I can get some merch. Hell yeah. We'll we'll bring some, and we're actually signing, I think, a new deal with a new merch company. So hopefully, we're gonna have a European distributor, so you won't have to pay, you know, so much shipping from America, because that was a big problem. Yeah. With our last distributor, so our contract is finally up with them. So. Mhm. Awesome. That'll be nice. Well, R.I.P. My bank account. That's right. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that I play a little game with my guests at the end and it's called gift or curse it's very simple i'm gonna tell you five things one at a time and then you have to tell me whether you think that thing is a gift for the world or a curse upon the world it's pretty simple okay. um and i have a recurring question which is number five and i've asked brian slagle this question and my own mum. she was a guest on here and yeah uh it's for consistency i have to keep asking people this but it's my own fault but you'll see when we get there okay the number one pineapple on pizza gift or curse First. disgusting i could not agree more <laughs> do not put fruit on my pizza nope hell no gross i'm so, so you're like one of the only people that said that i'm so glad I, ref I refuse. My my uh, close friend is like the pineapple anchovies guy, and I'm like, you're disgusting. Get out of my face with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's so gross. That's not normal. <laughs> yeah, it's not healthy. It's nasty. So, curse. Okay, I 100% agree. Number two, and I ask my female guest this: bras, gift or curse? Uh, oof. Yeah. A oof. gift. It's both because right? I have gigantic boobs. So like I have to wear one, exactly. but in response to that, I get, you know, issues with my back mm -hmm. and I get headaches all the time because of the pressure because they're like heavy and it starts yeah. to weigh on my nerves on my shoulders and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess a gift for the most part. I, um, yeah, I have the same issue as you. And it, I get, like, yeah. strap marks, like, you get, and it's, oh, God. But, but if, if I don't go out in public, I'm not wearing one, so, I oh, mean. Oh, same. Yeah. If I'm just at home, like, I'm not, no, absolutely not. Yeah, we're not doing all that. <laughs> no way. Absolutely not. Um. Okay, I'm glad. So, we're, we're in agreement. Number three, social media. Gift or curse? Ugh. God, um, I would say both again. There's mm -hmm. a, I can see the positive and negative, and and that also. It's a, you know, it's a gift because you know everybody's on their phone and it's quote unquote free, so you can market yourself, you can mm -hmm. reach people all over the world um, with tours, and you know that's how I, you know, essentially make money and inform people about my band and you know my tattoo shop um <clears throat> is just posting about stuff 
um, and keeping people in the loop. But it's also a curse because it's, you know, I feel like I always have to stay on top of it. And, you know, I took a little break at the beginning of this year from it. And I'm kind of getting back into work mode right now. And it's just overwhelming amounts of messages that I have not tended to. And it's just too much sometimes. And I feel like um, a lot of people post kind of like a fake life that they don't really have on there or whatever. And so it, it kind of skews people. I think it kind of fucks with people's heads a little bit. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's both. Uh, for me, though, for the most part, it's been a gift because, you know, during COVID and shit, you didn't have any any way to reach people. And we were a new band. So that was like primarily how we got our stuff out was social yeah. media and the internet. So mm-hmm. I'd say a gift for the most part even though there's a lot of downsides to it so yeah I get that yeah I mean social media allowed me to see a picture you posted of your dog earlier when you gave him a bath and all his all his floofy glory what's his name Eddie Spaghetti adorable like what breed of dog is he he's a Yorkie poo yeah. He, yeah, I was like, it looks like a York, but something else mixed in as well, and I couldn't like. It's so cute, and he's so fluffy. Yeah, he's an old man now, but yeah, he. Uh, that's my that's my baby. Number four, um, the trend of like blackout tattoos. I, I'm covered in tattoos. I I know you are as well. Um, I personally would never have that done. I think it's a very very extreme look. What is your opinion, gift or curse? Um, well, I have a lot of different opinions on this. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like if you have a whole, let's say you're fully covered. Okay. And let's say the person that did those tattoos, maybe on a sleeve was abusive or ended up being a piece of shit. Um, and you don't want to look at that anymore. And really the only option for you at that point, if you don't want to go through laser therapy you know laser removal is blacking that out I get that and I understand it um so I don't everybody's body it's like their choice for Mm -hmm. whatever they want to do and you know being a tattoo artist I have to have like some understanding of that I guess like even though I may not like it that's Mm -hmm. it's their body and their choice so I have to do the best job that I can based on those things and um you know I feel like the trend with people who have no tattoos that are getting blackout, I mean, entire arms blacked out. It's like, why are you doing that? I will not understand that. And that is upsetting to me because I do feel like it's a trend right now that is getting more popular, but you know, you're not going to be able to do anything over that. Um, tattoo it's just going to be black so um that's a big huge commitment uh but again it's their body um you know i've done a blackout on a half sleeve blackout on somebody but that person just had nothing but cover-ups that they needed on that arm that entire arm would have just been a pain in the ass i was like dude he he wanted the blackout Mm -hmm. um so we sat there and i did it you know um it was interesting 
to do. That was my first and only one I've ever done. But, uh, you know, that made me understand like, okay, like he is really unhappy with this arm. He hates looking at it every day. And let's try to make this a little more, you know, just cover everything up and make him happy with that part of his body again. So, yeah. um, so I get it, but I don't, for the most part, I do not care for it i know kat von d is blacking out her whole body right now and stuff and yeah it it looks kind of weird to me um there's different styles people are trying to integrate into it too like the geometric on the elbows and hands and stuff and that's kind of cool i guess but um it's just not for me i don't really like that very much so no, I get, and it's just, I get what you mean. Like, if someone's just got this tattoo that, like, they don't want to look at it anymore, I understand that. But, like you said, people who have no tattoos, it's just bare skin, and then it's blackout. Um, mm-hmm. My friend wanted it done, and he, I had it on, on his calf, and he's got no tattoos there. And he was like, yeah, but I can get, like, some white tattoos over it. And I was like, I'm not sure it works like that. Or maybe it might, but I don't know how long it would last. Like, I don't know. I'm not obviously not an expert, but I was like, have you thought this through? Yeah. It's a big commitment. I mean, there's, there's a, not to go off on a tangent, but there's a guy on, on Instagram that, um, he has dedicated his body to testing the limits of blacking out tattoos and going over them. And he has, he has blacked out his arm, put red into the black, done white over the black. And it actually is really interesting to watch his tattoo journey but at the end of the day it's like that's a huge commitment for most people and that's multiple sessions multiple touch-ups it's Mm -hmm. like is it really worth it you know so white I guess can be put over the black but it takes a lot of contrast too and you know um you know it can be done but I mean who knows how that's going to look in 10 years you know what I mean so um it's weird but yeah I agree I just don't I don't think it's that cool looking (laughs) to to be honest with you so whatever yeah that's fair enough um yeah number five my recurring one is uh flavored condoms gift or curse and yeah I asked Brian Slagle that and he (laughs) nearly shot myself I was like why why do I do this um, I have never, um, I guess tasted a flavored condom, so I don't know. Uh, I would imagine that probably tastes pretty bad though. Yeah. Um, I've only given them as like gag gifts to like friends or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't imagine that tastes good at all. So, I mean, the, I had this discussion with another one and I guess like, if maybe they just stuck to fruit flavors, I would kind of get it, maybe. But you can get like bacon, and you can get like f- oh, like no. like food flavored ones. That I don't. That I will never understand. That's disgusting. It's really <laughs> gross. It's really Who wants gross. That? I don't know. I really don't know. That's really gross. <laughs> Imagine that though. Like, <laughs> God. I don't even want to imagine that because it's so gross. <laughs> I can't imagine it smells good either. So it's just like, 
Uh, not for me. I would think it would just be fruit flavors, you know, like cherry or banana or some shit. But yeah, you know, bacon, that's crossing the line for me. It's too much. 100%. Like, just an absolute buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. <laughs> thank you very much for joining me. And thank yeah. you for your time. It's been really awesome talking to you. Um, I've been a huge fan of you guys ever since Crypt Device. Um, oh, yeah. Um, it was in my top albums of 2021 and I've been keeping my eye on you guys since then and I love the way you're going and I love to see it and I can't wait to see you guys live because I've never seen you guys live before. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be fun. We mm-hmm. always try to put on a great show, so. Yeah, I've seen some clips and, you know, Creeping Death I've seen before. They absolutely smash it. They're lovely guys, yeah. so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them again. Um, but yeah, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, have a nice day. You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye.